0: joy mcgowan
1: i'm denisha simpson and
0: and we we are are resilient resilient black women a black woman gave us life a black woman taught us to stand when she sat down in the front a black woman defied the man when a black man rose up it was a black woman that held his hand and gave him strength beyond himself something they could never understand welcome to the podcast y'all we are so excited to be in the studio today (laughs) we last time we recorded we were on our computers and so (laughs) i was not a fan the computer life so i'm glad to see you in real life <laughs> face-to-face denisha same <laughs> and not having both of us like having to look at each other on zoom like okay are you gonna talk are you right, gonna talk like, right. don't over talk each other because the the lag <laughs> <laughs> on zoom oh uh. so we're really happy <laughs> to be face-to-face um let's do our check-in how's your body feeling
1: i'm feeling pretty good my body's feeling pretty calm we've been sitting here for a little bit and chit chatting and so yeah my body's feeling pretty calm right now.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah. Um I feel good. I think I'm um my body feels some type of like anticipation anticipation about the topic about women and emotions um and some anticipation about all the other little conversations that we know we're going to have after this one that I feel like I just want to get to the one about art. <laughs> A little preview to next month, but um, but yeah, I feel I can feel that, but it feels good, it feels really good. Um, and so, y'all, as always, we kind of just start off with a little check in with our bodies to see where our bodies are at today. And today, we are talking a little bit about women and emotions. And as y'all know, this series we've been kind of walking through what is it like to be in therapy, why you should go to therapy, how do you know. Um, And then Denisha and I were just kind of talking through emotions and women. (laughs) Our last episode was all about emotions and kind of just talking about some basic emotions that we experience. Um, And today we just wanted to have a little conversation about women. And as we kind of get started, Denisha, what kind of comes to mind for you immediately when you hear that phrase, women and emotions? Do you have positive, negative, intriguing feelings about that?
1: Women and emotions, Um, I automatically, I think what comes up for me is the strong black woman schema Mm -hmm. Um, and just how um, it's been, I guess, expected and honored and I feel like even celebrated um, for black women, even all women. To be strong and just burden a lot of things Um, and sometimes in that strength that doesn't make space for other things that um, need to come up to the surface Mm -hmm. such as if I always have to be strong, um, if I'm taking on this burden of caring for everyone in my family and always putting myself last. Um, then where's that space for me and other emotions that I might be experiencing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. When um, I just think me thinking about the phrase women and emotions, I think about a conversation I had recently with my oldest, uh, my oldest, he's eight years old and he's like, mom, what does drama queen mean? And I was like, What? <laughs> why do you have this word in your vocabulary, <laughs> this phrase? And he's like, well, some kids at school, we like call each other like drama queen. Um, and so I explained to him, I was like, well, drama means you doing too much. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on. You doing too much. And queen is like referring to a woman. Right. And Micah's like, yeah, I was like, that is a horrible phrase right baby (laughs) he's like yeah I was like yes it's basically saying that like only women be doing too much all the time and and he's like oh I don't like that I was like yes so we don't need to call anybody a drama queen and he's like oh well can we just call them like a drama king because it was a boy (laughs) I was like or you could just be like hey friend are you okay like (laughs) Do you need something? <laughs> like, we don't have to call him any kind of name. <laughs> Like I don't care what he's doing. Like, like, why do we say these terms? So I don't know. I think about women emotions, and that's immediately what I think of is how women have been portrayed as like having too much emotion. That well, you're the more emotional Mm -hmm. person. Like men are less emotional. Women are so emotional, and oh, don't get in your feelings about this. Like I'm, I just like Mm -hmm. getting replayed like things that have been said to me about my emotions that have always been, to some extent, like either you're doing too much, (laughs) keep yourself intact, Mm -hmm. don't show it. Um, And I'm just like, no, (laughs) like women emotions, I I just feel like that idea that women, when we have emotions, that it's it's too big, it's too much, it can't be contained, Um, I don't know. I think it just sets us up for failure to Do the opposite of like what we talked about last episode of like honoring our emotions Mm -hmm. and allowing them to take up space in your life, allowing them to tell you the story of why they are here. Um, I don't know. So I guess I'm I'm, I'm getting to this point of like how do I talk about women and emotions even with my sons Mm -hmm. of when they hear phrases that negatively impact women and their emotions. Right.
1: Right, and helping them to understand the emotions so that a way when they're older and they find their significant other and she's struggling with something mm-hmm. and his first thought isn't, oh, she's doing the most, she's mm-hmm. doing too much. Mm-hmm. He's able to more so understand like, okay, there's something going on with her. Let me check in with her.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also want them to understand their own emotions right. of like... When they are having big emotions and Mm -hmm. not because they're women, but because they're human.
1: Exactly. I think
0: that's the women and emotions. I wish that we could teach our kids that, that we could all kind of be reparented in a sense of being like, yo, your emotions are normal because you are human. Right. All of us have emotions. All of us get angry and sad and frustrated and, and happy and surprised and nervous like because we're human. That's a very human thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not a very girl thing to do. It's not a very boy thing to do. It's a very human thing to feel. Right. I think that's oftentimes like that's the conversation I have with my boys. Like I will be having these conversations with Mercy, but obviously she's only five months. So when she gets older, I will have these conversations with her about like it's a very human thing to feel.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's okay. But I think sometimes, as women, we get trapped in, well, I guess i speak for black women, like we get trapped in like two dimensions of like what you were saying earlier, of either being strong, and then the other part of that, what I would say is that I think society sees women as either strong or angry. Mm-hmm. Black, black women. <clears throat> I, wonder, I wonder how uh, society would see white women um, but you see, I think society typically sees us as either really, really strong or really, really angry. Right. And I think there's a a whole lot more in between there, mm-hmm. um, that we have to give people permission to all of their feelings. Um, I don't know. I had a good friend who, um, two, two friends, one, one friend, one of my white friends, she was telling me, she was like, oh, when you say that. I immediately think about how I only had the permission to be grateful, like growing up, like I could only feel grateful. And she just explained to me some of her experience with traveling overseas and all these things, and she was a missionary kid, and so, like, this is it. Like, you have to be grateful for what people have like given to our family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man, that makes <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, but then I had another friend who grew up in the church, and she's a black woman, and I remember her being really upset about something, and rightfully so. And I remember her, like, shifting in her mood quickly to gratitude. Like, well, you know, I'm just so grateful to God that, you know, this is okay. And, like, the, the worst thing didn't happen. And I was like, hey, sis. <laughs> I see what you just did there. <laughs> and, yes, yeah, so we are grateful to the Lord. Like, that's right. good. However, I was like, I think that you also deserve to be a little bit upset about this. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And I was like... I don't want you to feel pressure from me that you have to like be a certain way in front of me to rush past your raw feelings just to get to where you think you ought to be right and she just looked at me and she was like okay thank you so much because I'm so (laughs) upset I was like yes like you should this 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 is a really big deal and I'm so sorry this happened she just needed that permission Right? And so, in some ways, we all need that. Absolutely. We all need someone to give us the permission to our emotion. I don't know. Is that part of, like, our... I mean, you and I both, like, we think in, like, attachment terms. But would you say that that's what that comes from? Is that part of, like, our need to be in relationship with people?
1: Absolutely. Part of that connection piece. And even, I think, certain emotions might come up more easily, or be more expressed based on that attachment piece, right? Like growing up, um, if I was allowed to express my sadness um, in a safe space and it was responded to, then it's going to be easy for me to recognize that I'm sad and even verbalize, um, mm. verbalize that, mm. and identify that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that that is like the power of. Like, just being seen.
1: hmm And attuned with.
0: hmm Yeah. Right, because, like, that's how, that's, like, the magic, air quotes around magic, that's, like, the magic around co-regulation mm-hmm. is, like, my body gets to a much more calmer place because it's been able to regulate with another person. Right. And so, even just being seen in my really vulnerable emotions, Um I can help comfort those things with another person. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think that's really good. Um, I want us to kind of talk a little bit about this two-dimensional piece of like being angry or being strong and how do we encourage women to kind of like break out of that? Mm. What would you...
1: I think for me, when I... Knew that we were going to talk about this, Um, and I always like to do self-reflection, right, and lean in with myself before we come on the podcast. And so I struggled a little bit Mm -hmm. um, with that two dimension, with those two dimensions, right? Angry, anger, and strength. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, as my with my experience, definitely the the strong piece was there. Um, with the way my parents raised me um, and just my disposition. I'll take everything on. I'm not really good at delegating or saying, hey, I need help with this. Um, However, that angry piece, I'm trying to, I tried to think back on times when I felt like I was labeled as this angry black woman. And I'm sure there were like, many times in society but that wasn't so much this in the spaces that i was in Mm -hmm. within like my family of origin extended family friends i wasn't seen as that um i was seen as more so like shy and quiet and Mm -hmm. sweet Mm -hmm. um i do so when i was reflecting back i thought about this time when i was sitting um, in a work meeting and this was years ago um, at a previous job and I'm not one like in big groups I'm very quiet I just mm-hmm. observe and take everything in I don't say much and so I it was something I was really passionate about they were changing the policy and I said something and I remember three of my colleagues were like "Ooh, go Denisha look at you being sassy and I was like so was mm-hmm. I being sassy or was mm-hmm. I and so part of me and um, thinking about this was like, OK, was I just not labeled that because I am quiet and I do mostly have a smile on my face when people see me. And so they see me as this quiet and sweet person. But when I do say things like or verbalize when I'm passionate about something, I went from sweet and sa- from sweet to sassy.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you gave that example because that's exactly what I mean by angry black Mm women. I think that as black women, we are constantly self-monitoring ourselves, especially in spaces where we are not the majority in the room. Mm -hmm. And as we self-monitor ourselves, and then when one of our hot button topics get pushed, then all of a sudden we sassy. Right. All of a sudden like, Oh, okay, Joy speaking up today. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, we having these interactions where, okay, now I'm going to go tit for tat with you today because what you're not going to do <laughs> right. is say this to me. I, I think that is so, so true. And especially just knowing that you grew up in the, usually like in this, in, in Northwest Arkansas area, which is a predominantly white area. I think that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. of like. I, I don't know, I just think, and I don't know necessarily like code switch or anything like that, but I'm just thinking like as black women, we self-monitor, especially in the workplace. And in some ways, like we don't bring our full self because, unless we have to, unless, like you said, like this is really unfair, like what are we doing here? Right. Hold right. up. And you probably like had an out-of-body experience, even I'm like, oh, why am I even talking? <laughs> like why am I even saying something right now? But I just wanted to say- that this was not, this wasn't okay. Yeah. I, I think that that angry black woman is, is really more of a societal. I think that's how society, mm-hmm. I think about movies. I think about um, maybe even sometimes in music, like I think society has painted black women as angry.
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't
0: think necessarily it comes from like a cultural um, or even a, like what you, what you were saying, a familial mm-hmm. experience necessarily. Um, I think I think it's a society thing that like people see us angry
1: absolutely yeah, and they're
0: they're scared right which because I feel like what I've often heard professionally is people are intimidated by me, people saying that I'm sassy when I'm speaking up for something mm-hmm. or when I'm not allowing people to s- say something inappropriate to me mm-hmm. in front of a group of people in a professional setting <laughs> I'm like right. This is just not appropriate. <laughs> like,
1: you can't mm-hmm. talk to me this
0: way, you know? And then people will say I'm sassy. um And having to, I don't know, just having to walk that line. But I mean, growing up, I did. People, my whole family said I was really bossy growing up. So I don't know if I was like, <laughs> if they felt that I was an angry little black girl, <laughs> they're no. like, Joy you always tell me what to do. Stop it. So I was like, well, bossy? I was pretty bossy. <laughs>
1: different for sure I think bossy is different than angry you know like Mm -hmm. when in my friend group I was also known as the bossy one. Out of I had three core friends, and I was known as, okay, well, you know, let's check with Nisha because if she doesn't like this, then, you know, she's going to say something. But um, I yes. think that was because that was that small group of core friends. Mm-hmm. But get me in a group, like even at family functions, and mm-hmm. I'm just like that quiet one, and I'll talk and I'll laugh, mm-hmm. but I'm just like – that's me, that's who I am, this quiet person that mm-hmm. does more observing. It Reminds me of my grandmother, she was the same way. Mm-hmm. She could talk your ear off if you called her on the phone, but her in like a family function, she's gonna sit back and she's gonna be the one you see talking to others, but in between that, she's gonna be observing everything.
0: Mm-hmm. What, on that note, what would you want for women or women and black women to observe about themselves? If we think about trying to break out of these boxes of these like two dimensional, because I think that we as humans are multidimensional because we have more than one or two emotions. Of course. Yeah. So how do we break out?
1: Um, First and foremost, checking in with your body. Right.
0: It always comes back to the body.
1: Yes. (laughs) Noticing like what's going on for me in this setting while I'm sitting here Mm -hmm. and giving yourself permission to feel whatever emotion it is honoring that a lot of self-compassion um, and honesty, right? Like being honest with yourself and who you are and um, surrounding yourself with people that, where you can be your authentic self. Um, Cause I think once you surround yourself in environments where you're authentic, you can bring your authentic self, then you feel safer to take the risk other places.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you're saying about surrounding yourself with people where you can be your authentic self, because it kind of reminds me of this, I don't know, I just kind of think about how, I think all of us as humans, we kind of, um, we do have to kind of put on some armor depending on the setting that we are in. of course. Yeah. And so I think the... I guess, like, the healthiest thing to do is say, do I have a place or a group or a tribe, that's my word, tribe of people who will allow me to take off this armor? hmm mm-hmm.
1: um, Because the armor's there in certain environments for a stay. reason. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to stay. And so we never want to not validate that and make good sense of that.
0: Right. And that armor, i.e., the armor is, like, that, that strength, that strong right. black woman. Right, right. Right. I do need to have that armor in certain spaces uh-huh. for good reasons but then like maybe when I'm when I'm with Denisha when I'm with my family when I'm with my husband like I can take that armor off uh-huh. and I can be a little bit more vulnerable um I have a I have a good friend her name is Leah Grant and she has a saying that says I can heal in public mm-hmm. and I feel like that's <laughs> something that I've been trying to lean into a little bit more of what does that really look like? Uh,
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. What does that look like to heal in public? Um, in a way that helps me to like comfort, uh, comfort my body, comfort my, comfort my own experience of that healing. Um, and maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about sadness in our mm-hmm. next episode. But um Yeah, I'm just thinking about that part of, like, vulnerability and breaking out of this two-dimensional way of being with my emotions means I have to have safe places where I can be my full self Mm -hmm. without the armor on. Right. And that's what matters. Um,
1: Also, too, Joy, mm -hmm. I want to speak to when we're saying anger Mm -hmm. and talking about that emotion— we're not saying that it's not okay to be angry. Mm-mm. No matter what color your skin is, it's okay to be angry. Um, so we always want to honor that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, honor the anger. Because guess what? When I was sitting in that meeting, and they're like, "Oh, look at Denisha getting all sassy. Well, then, what came up for me? Angry. Yep. Anger. I got angry in that moment. Um, but that was okay. Like, it was okay for me to be upset. So I do just want to honor that. Mm
0: -hmm. No, I think that's good. Because anger is one of those emotions that typically gets villainized. Yes. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. I didn't say it right last time on the Zoom meeting. I couldn't (laughs) pronounce words. Um, I didn't even notice
1: that. See, that's what I mean with Zoom. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) I noticed all the things. I was like, I'm not talking anything correctly on a Zoom meeting. Um, But I think anger gets so villainized Mm. Because we don't understand the function of anger. Right. I don't think we don't understand the function of our emotions fully, right? Emotions Mm. move us Mm -hmm. toward some kind of action. Mm -hmm. And so we're not saying that you honor your anger by like throwing things around the house. Right. (laughs)
1: Like I couldn't stand up and just go off on everyone in that meeting, right?
0: (laughs) That's not how you honor your anger. Um But you honor your anger by kind of like what we said last time of like allowing it to come and sit in front of you and tell you the story. Like, why is it showing up? Mm -hmm. Usually anger shows up because of something is not right, is unjust, um, felt like we have been wronged Mm -hmm. and we want to create some kind of movement to Mm -hmm. make things right. Anger is about making the wrongs right um, in some kind of way. And so, and and usually the way I've been recently having some conversation with my own clients is that anger is not the leading actress. It's right. always a supporting actress. I
1: love that. Yes.
0: So who else is leading this this story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not anger. Because right. what we say in counseling is that anger is not a primary emotion. It's secondary. Mm-hmm. So I want to honor the function of your anger. It makes perfect sense. Yes. But then what else is... What else is lingering?
1: Right. Like, my feelings were hurt, right? In that Mm -hmm. meeting, sitting there, my feelings were hurt Mm -hmm. um, because what I expressed, I didn't feel like I was being sassy. Mm
0: -hmm. It didn't come from a
1: place of sassiness.
0: It came from a place of you being direct. Mm -hmm. It came from a place of you saying, like, we need to make this wrong, right? Mm -hmm. It came from a place of you saying, like, this doesn't even make sense of how we're supposed to work, like, organizationally. Right. But oftentimes when black women, when women speak up on something, it can be turned into something as you're just being sassy. Right. Oh, you have an attitude today. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just, we need to honor our anger. And so some of the rules that we give, I don't know if you give these time r- rules to your, your teens or your young people when you work with them for counseling. I say when we are angry, we just... We don't damage people, property, or things, mm-hmm. um, or like animals, right? Like you can be angry without hurt. Like anger shouldn't cause me to hurt right. myself or other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what we should be doing. Um, but anger needs to be like, oh, I see why this showed up. Right. And then you thank your body for allowing you to feel this emotion, as silly as that sounds. Um, but thanking, thanking you, thanking your body for allowing you to feel, feel that anger. Mm. Um, anger makes sense in context. Yes. Um, and if we look deeper into the context, we probably are noticing. I feel like when I get really easily irritable and angry, it is because I'm really tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And already feeling some type of anxiety or right. feeling overwhelmed. Um,
1: At the end of your rope, like I'm done for yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then like I can find myself being like really short with people, um, and I and I do need to like, and I, and I end up like having to catch myself. or my husband like, "Yo, go to Target, get out of the house, like, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not okay." <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm gonna go sit outside for a little bit by myself, um, right? So I think sometimes anger can show up um, just because like we are already feeling really, really overwhelmed in other places, right? Mm -hmm. So angry anger is not the leading actress. It's always a supporting actress or actor for us. Um and we honor it by finding out like why it has shown up, reminding ourselves that it has good reasons for being here. Um and then the only other thing I would say about breaking out of this two dimensional way of being I just I guess I just want to go back to what Denisha already said having safe people Mm -hmm. um I often tell my clients think about safe people safe places and safe things so physical people tribe physical places like is there a physical place that you like to be that makes you feel Mm -hmm. internally comfort and peace um and then safe things which normally it makes a lot more sense with like when I work with little kids (laughs) like because they have like a stuffed animal that feels safe right um, but safe things, when I've worked with my adults, it can—it was literally someone's car.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I know that if anything crazy happens, I can get myself out of the situation. So that's right. my safe place. That's my safe thing that I hold on to. Or something they got from their grandma. Or mm-hmm. um, I have several different plants that remind me of my granny. Like, safe things are, can be really, really tangible mm-hmm. things that you hold on to that help you feel safe, right? And so if that means like I'm journaling and I'm writing, I love what you talked about how you get ready for the podcast, just like I have to sit with myself and kind of reflect Mm -hmm. on our topic. Safe things are very tangible. Uh, And I think that's how we give ourselves permission to break out of these one-dimensional or two-dimensional emotional lives that either society or family or culture has said, this is it. This is all you get. Mm-hmm. Angry or strong. Right. <laughs> or, or gratitude. <laughs> or only gratefulness. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: I love that. I love how you just de villainized anger, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think our listeners really needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we go back to there are no bad emotions.
0: No bad emotions.
1: There are our friends. Mm-hmm. They're simply just trying to guide us. Mm
0: hmm. so then what are you grateful for
1: um I'm grateful for I would say Northwest Arkansas Mm -hmm. um growing up and living in predominantly white neighborhoods um and often being one of few or sometimes the only um Mm -hmm. black person or minority in the room um when I reflect back overall I felt very welcomed Mm -hmm. um I didn't always feel, like, ostracized. I don't think of a time when I ever felt ostracized. And so I just want to appreciate Northwest Arkansas for that.
0: And the friends
1: that I was around, the community back then. So, yeah.
0: I think that's good. I love that. Um, My gratitude would be an appreciation for just this work that we do. Like, not just, like, our counseling work, which I think is really meaningful and important to me, um, but this work of being able to talk about mental health and culture with our podcast, um, especially because I feel like I've been getting so much feedback from some of our listeners recently of just how important it has been to their own personal growth. And that just makes me feel really good. Like, we did that. <laughs> like, we've been a part of, like, some really good work for other people that just keeps this conversation going and I think that's how we eradicate the stigma of mental health is by having conversations like this so I have gratitude and appreciation for uh always for KUAF and and Lee (laughs) um and just the space to kind of talk and share well, y'all, I'm Joy McGowan,
1: I'm Denisha Simpson,
0: and we, we are, are resilient, resilient Black Women. women.